louder. Recording live from the Black Lodge, it's Rants After Dark with your host, Brandon A. Lane. Welcome again to another episode of Rants After Dark. I'm your host, Brandon A. Lane, and tonight we have a reunion of sorts because we're going old school. It's with great pleasure I reintroduce a couple of podcast OGs. Please welcome back fucking Judd Kelly and Cameron. No nickname needed. Hello. Hello. Glad I'm very, very glad to have you guys back, and we'll we'll catch up a little bit as we continue on. But tonight we're taking an extraterrestrial journey into space with a visit from our favorite gold-coveting imp and his most outlandish exploit yet, Leprechaun 4. So we invite all of you out there in the Rant Army to bust out your VHS DVD, Blu-ray Laserdisc, or digital copy of, Le- of Leprechaun 4. Pop it in, you're going to sync it up just before the TriMark home video logo is on the screen. We'll count down from three, and when I say hit play, you're going to hit play. So just as always, remember this, you don't have to watch along with us, you get to watch along with us. So let's hit the ground running. Three, two, one, play. There we go. All right, first and foremost, uh, I'm kind of curious, well, I know, but I'm sure our listening audience is curious as to why there has been such a gap in activity uh, from the uh, uh, people here on this panel tonight. Let's start first and foremost over here with Cameron. What have you been up to in your uh, the time in between uh, podcast appearances? (laughs) Since I was last on the podcast, I moved to Seattle for about a year, uh, lost all my money, in Seattle. It's fucking expensive <laughs> in Seattle. Moved back home for a little bit, and then I tried living in Louisville for another little bit, and that sucked. Louisville, Kentucky. That sucked. So, now I'm back. Not Louisville, Italy? No. <laughs> I, hear, I hear Louisville, Italy's nice. Alright, what about you, Judd? Uh, I've gotten married, and I've had uh, twin girls. and uh, I still don't know their names. Also went broke. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what I've been doing uh, the last two years, pretty much. So... Uh, well, uh, let's let's speak a little bit more about uh, about uh, just sort of the, your you guys' histories in terms of uh, knowing me and and this podcast. Um, early on in this podcast history, when uh, we I essentially didn't know what I was doing, and it was just a, a, bu- a group of guys hanging out and making fun of movies, which to a degree has shaped what the podcast has become. But at a certain point, it bisected, and now we have you know our in depth retrospects on you know one hand, and then we have these fun watch along commentaries on you know the other part of the month. But you guys laid the groundwork for what this version of the podcast is, and uh, I think to your own degree have etched out sort of uh, a important path for the pod uh, podcast. Uh, Cameron, you you uh, single handedly. Uh, Gave us our website name, JuicyKruger.com, Juicy in our original Nightmare on the Street three <laughs> episode, and and Judd, um, you are uh, you are on the uh, worst received episode, episode of all time. But you're my, on, my you're- first first ever <laughs> podcast anything. 
But uh, as we uh, discussed earlier today, uh, a lot of people really liked uh, our Leprechaun <laughs> episode, our first one, and um, there's a lot of talk in that. Uh, I, the one thing I remember about that episode was shitting through slats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember the context, but I will always remember. I will always remember that. He's locked in a crate. Where's he going to go? Through slides. It's the only option. Well, I, hopefully we'll have some more Leprechaun-related shitting <laughs> observations to make tonight for this film at hand. Um, let's just let's talk a little bit about uh, the technical aspects of this movie, as magnificent as they <laughs> as they are. Um, this film was released. Uh, I use the term "film" very loosely. This this movie. I think there's a difference between so film. This and is a documentary. And it's a true story. A documentary shot in real time. <laughs> Um, for for a low budget movie, it actually looks fairly decent at parts, and there's going to be other times where you're like, "Wow, this movie looks." Uh, they they this was a law- money laundering scheme. They they used they used this they used this as a tax write off to uh, launder money to a different uh, country or something. Uh, but it was released on an estimated budget of 1.6 million. Now, uh, I think that's accurate, although there are other. Uh, Avenues that I checked that say it was closer to three million. There is no fucking way. <laughs> There's no fucking way this movie they, costs. Yeah, they used the other two million dollars on food for the cast. Oh yeah, that's, well, that's, that's the way it was written on the expense report. This guy right here, well, he's gone now, but he's uh, he's so fat they couldn't even frame him in the in the <laughs> shot on the monitor. It's just a TV. <laughs> Um, what do you what do you guys uh, think this movie made gross wise? Oh, if you like, had to take a guess, forty five million had to, <laughs> had to. I'm guessing one point two, and that's being very generous. I, that's if there was nothing else didn't out even the make theater its money when it back. If there were, if it had competition in the theater, maybe seven hundred thousand. This didn't come out in theaters. This oh. went direct. <laughs> this this oh, went direct fuck. to video, and and because of that. There is no way this yeah. movie this movie lost money. Yeah. Um, now I I wasn't working in a uh, a video store at the time, but I can tell you when Leprechaun in the Hood came out, <laughs> we could not keep that on the shelf. Yeah. People rent these movies like fucking crazy, or at least they so, did back so then. So definitely forty five million then. Forty five yeah. million. Yeah, obviously. Definitely. Uh, because it was released on home video, we don't have the hard numbers because it's not a. A publicly, you know, uh, uh, a uh, statistic that people can just look up. Now, mm-hmm. if I were to find the money man, I'm sure they would probably give me a lowball number on that because they didn't want to pay the the centavos <laughs> to whatever um, you know corporate interests that were at play in this. That way, they could keep their their points and all that industry term terminology to themselves and not have to pay it out. My point being, there's no way this movie lost money. Yeah. And quality aside, there was a market. For leprechaun movies <laughs> taking place, <laughs> probably why in space. Probably why there's seven of them. Yeah, uh, just kept on, kept on. No, there's uh, now there's eight or is there eight oh, or they, nine? They keep going with them, not Jesus. Well, let's let's break it down. Let's look. Look here. There's seven. There's seven of the uh, six of the original series. Yeah, and then uh, Origins, which is technically a remake, but not really. And then there is a. They do the Halloween 2018 route with Leprechaun Returns, which disregards all the sequels and is a direct sequel to the original <laughs> film. And it's surprisingly good. That was a yeah. sci-fi channel movie. And I don't know what has happened in the past few years, because 
Sci-Fi Channel is the laughing stock, or has yeah. been, of of like made-for-TV movies, uh, Sharknado, uh-huh. um, Sharktopus, you know, <laughs> a lot of shark-related nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have produced two of my favorite uh, reboot-slash-remake-slash-soft sequels. Uh, they did Slumber Party Massacre, which just uh, came out <clears throat> fairly recently, mm-hmm. and it's it has no right to be as good as it is. Mm. And Leprechaun Returns, which um, I don't remember exactly, but some of the uh, someone involved with Astron Six directed that movie, and it is a, played a little more straight than like some of their nonsensical, uh, wonderful films, but still, still a very, very good movie. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, of the films. Because uh, I know uh, to differing degrees of uh, myself, Judd, and Cameron, of the film, the, the Leprechaun films that you have been yeah. made aware of and viewed, which of them would you say is your favorite? Judd, you want to start us out? Uh, honestly, I like the third one. I like that they go to Vegas. I think that's a that's a touch of reality. If any place you're going to find a Leprechaun outside of Ireland, it's going to be Las Vegas. I believe that. Yeah. Um, I've only ever seen the first one, so that one's my favorite. <laughs> he's got he's got to spend that gold somewhere. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, the the first Leprechaun is is a a fairly decent movie. Yeah, it's it's dumb, but, it, <laughs> but it's but it's an enjoyable level of dumb. All the sequels, really, with the exception of the second movie, which actually Cameron and I watched uh, at work not mm-hmm. long ago, um, because we're just rushed off our feet, uh, busy at the moment. Yeah. But that movie tried to be tonally similar to the first one, and it's just it's inferior in almost hmm. every way. Although there is a part where a girl uh, or a guy runs into what he believes is the tits of a woman. It turns out to be the uh, the propeller in a uh, <clears throat> in a fucking um, shit lawnmower. Hmm. Uh, but my personal favorite. Is Leprechaun Three? I think Leprechaun Three, uh, which was directed by the same director who directed this film, Brian Trenchard Smith, who uh, gave us an excellent introduction um, for uh, our Leprechaun Three episode we did a couple years ago, and um, I probably could reuse that for this episode, but I'm not going. I'm not going to. Um, this episode is it's Leprechaun 4. Come on. <laughs> if you're going to listen to this episode, you're going to listen to it regardless of the director's involvement or not. I think you know what it's about, right? Yeah. Right. Um, in terms of movies that are very specific to their content, where do you hold this movie in, in those terms? Because Leprechaun 4 in space... If you're not on board for that from the title, like this is probably not a movie that you're going to be enjoying. Joe, what do you, what do you think? Like, does a title when it's so on the nose is that a good thing or is it like a negative thing? I mean, it, it's pretty straightforward, straight to the point. So you know what you're watching. From there, uh, so it's up to what you think about it. Cameron, what do you think? I think it's important marketing. If you if you're making a movie like Leprechaun Four, Leprechaun in Space, to sell it that way on the like ridiculousness of it so you have to get people to rent the VHS that way you got to grab them with the cover with the title okay well i mean i'm i'm a little older or when i say a little a lot older <laughs> than you guys like a, a decade older than you at least 30 so, years shut up john <laughs> i <laughs> i i grew up in the height of the VHS direct to video market era and 
I I would be lying if I said that I didn't rent this because I'm like, oh my god, he goes to space. I thought that was a cool <laughs> idea. But on the nose, um, if if you were in sort of a 12 to 13 year old range, maybe a little younger, 10, and you were in a video store wanting to rent a movie and you saw Leprechaun 4 in space, is that a rental or is that a pass, uh, Cameron? Um, I'm thinking, well... As a ten year old, I hated horror stuff, but like my like right now, if I was like ten year old, hell yeah, Leprechaun in space. That sounds incredible. Sounds dumb as hell. Yes. Okay, fifty percent of that statement absolutely comes true. You you find you find out which judge. Uh, what do you think? I mean, you put anything in space, I'm gonna watch it, right? Like, yeah. Mr. Rogers in space, I'll turn it on. Why not? That's right? even, like, it's even more impressive because he's dead and he can't, and he can't breathe in, in space. Yeah, is that oh, how God. he died? It's yep. a vacuum. I don't know. Yeah. Was he banished to the forbidden zone, uh, or uh, the negative zone, or where? Where's the? Where's Superman keep his villains? The it's Phantom Zone. Phantom Zone. Yes, yes. Phantom Zone. Yes. Got, he had to wear. He wore the sweater. That's why he got sent there. <laughs> okay. Yep. So, right. for Fred, what, 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 what was Fred Rogers' crime? Where he was ending up in the Phantom Zone? He's wearing that sweater. He's probably wearing uh, white after Labor Day, probably. Oh, fashion crimes? Obviously, fashion, fashion police show fashion up. Fashion crimes? Damn. Superman, the, Superman the, shouldn't be casting Superman. stones at anybody committing fashion crimes. <laughs> the, the dude wears his underwear on the outside of his pants. That cape is so last season. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Million dollar question uh, to either one of you that want to... Uh, well, actually, I'll ask you both. Um, and we'll see who who's closer to getting this right. Cameron... What do you think the IMDb rating for Leprechaun 4 is that's that's out of 10? 5.5. Judd, what do you think? I'm going to give it a 6. You're both way the fuck off. <laughs> oh, damn. 3.6 out of oh, 10. Fuck. That's what I was going to say, 3.6. Well, you, you got it wrong. All right. Darn. Look, they found moon gold. <laughs> <laughs> How are the candles burning? Yeah. Space power. I mean, all, magic. All, also, magic exists in this world. Also. So. Well, that's true. That, that's a catch-all. <laughs> magic. Laughing. Jesus. <laughs> I have the captions on so we can uh, keep up with this expertly written dialogue. Oh, yeah. Don't take the miss. candles. Take the candles. <laughs> They're magic. <laughs> magic candles. Okay. Um, that's why I would have grabbed first. Same, same, same question. Different category. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes score of Leprechaun oh. 4 is Judd. Six. Audience score for... No, no, no. Or uh, first, first, the first, the critic score. Critic score? Okay, critic score, I'm going out of 10, probably like... No, no out of 100. Out yeah. of 100. Oh, that's oh, right. It's right. Tomatoes. 100. 45. <laughs> All right, Judd, you want to re-say your answer? No, I'll stick with six. <laughs> <laughs> it would be 17%. Oh, oh, I was close. Oh, dang. Prices right rules we win. I think that I think that is <laughs> Thank for, you, for critical Carey. for critical appraisal. Yeah. That's that does not surprise me. So if a hundred people watch this, seventeen people said, "Wow." That's, that's what, what that Rotten Tomato. Yep. Sure, but that, that's, <laughs> that's I get I get what you're saying. Yeah, seventeen sure. percent. Okay. Yeah, sure. And only a hundred people were allowed to watch this movie. <laughs> we're breaking the law right now. <laughs> God's law. Um, all right, same same question, but let's apply it to the audience score. What do you oh, think? God. Do you think audiences were or higher or lower than the critics? Oh, higher. All right, well, what do you I'm, what do you think percent wise out of a hundred? Out of a hundred, I'm actually 
considering the critics was 17%, I'm going to stick with my 45, 45, unless it's like 80 something. I'm going to say it's like 40 something. All right. I'm going to roll with a firm 89 on this oh, one. Shit. 21%. I'm always on. I knew it was high. I knew it was higher, but it was the way opposite higher. Oh my god, you have, you have hiccups I got right your now? hiccups from earlier. Oh my god. I, tra- I, I, I sexually transmitted my hiccups to Cameron. <laughs> so that's what's going on for I got it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I knocked. <laughs> I'm definitely uncomfortable sitting between you two. Like, that's... <sighs> No, there, there was no, there was no sexual transmission of any of any sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm going to, uh, for the for the sake of, of argument, I'm going to turn over the the power of the review to one of two metrics that I generally take into consideration and find that they most align with my viewpoint on any given film, good, bad, and otherwise. Google users which generally end up being the common clave and the middle ground of most reviewing no. aggregates. Mm-hmm. What do you think Google users have rated Leprechaun 4 at? Um, I'm going to split the difference and call it 20. I'm going to go with a 7 on this one because I'm always wrong. 64%. Oh, fuck! They always rate... Damn. You get, like, this is yeah, derpy. 0 and 5. Let oh, me ask you... Across the board. This is... This is... This is... Yeah. You know, cr- uh, critics uh, mm. and uh, and uh, people who only... Have never read books. Mm. only watched <laughs> movies. <laughs> but the one review that matters absolute most above all in terms for this podcast is the Rant Army review. So in the Facebook group, I gave two options. Leprechaun good, or Leprechaun 4 good, Leprechaun 4 bad. What do you think, percentage-wise, out of 100, our listening audience gave Leprechaun 4? Judd. 64%. No Damn shit, that's exactly what I was going to say was 64. <laughs> you're, you're, you're low, 74%. 74. 74. Damn. So, basically what this means is our listening audience has a way higher pain tolerance. <laughs> than- <laughs> My eyes are bleeding. <laughs> it's all right, Grandma, I'll just turn it up. <laughs> now, speaking of bad reviews, um, I've, I've tasked Judd here with reading a few that I, that I plucked from... Um, Rotten Tomatoes, the few that were actually there. So if you would like to uh, read those, Judd, I'd be much appreciative. Yeah, I'll go ahead. Uh, Tim Brayton from uh, Antagony and Ecstasy says, A singularly unlovely and weird piece of cinematic detritus. I don't know how to say that word. Sorry, I'm one of those that doesn't read books, only watches movies. Detritus. I apologize. Um. <laughs> Ken Ken Hankey from the Mountain Express, Asheville, North Carolina. Don't don't know why that matters where he's from. Do you really need to know more than the title? I mean, I don't think that's as, a negative review. No, no, I mean, it's it, it is positive. it is a leprechaun in space. Yeah, as of as of so far, yeah. yeah. The uh, last one here, Matthew uh, Raza from the Good Men Project. Whenever someone lists so bad they're great movies. Leprechaun Four in Space should always be there, right next to the to the likes of Trolls Two, and Plan Nine from Outer Space. I think that's a fair assessment, but I'm going to take that to task to a certain degree. 
Troll Two, Troll Two, sorry. which which was which was written and directed uh, by Claudio Fragasso and his wife. Yep. They did they they wrote English phonetically, but <laughs> did not understand the language. <laughs> and the poor actors in that, uh, George Hardy being one of them, who uh, gave us an introduction for uh, an episode which is available back in the archives at JuicyKruger.com. Um, Judd, God. Are Damn you fucking it. serious? My watch just went off. I gotta take uh, my pill. <laughs> Salinity. But the those actors were fighting an uphill battle, and that movie is so bad, but it becomes good because of the disconnect. Um, plan down from outer space. Ed Wood was <laughs> incompetent on every level of filmmaking. He had um, passion. He he did have passion, but he did not have technical prowess in terms of filmmaking. Hmm. Brian Trenchard Smith, who I'll I'll break down his accomplishments of of hmm. filmmaking a little little later on, but he's a a perfectly fine director. This movie, for being a million-dollar film back in the 90s, it looks perfectly fine, aside from the fact that we have greatly uh, put yourself into a position of not being able to... to you could make this same movie and not set it on the moon hmm. and, um, and strip away some of the sci-fi elements, and the movie would look... A thousand times better, but because they aimed for the stars, pun intended, <laughs> they just they couldn't deliver a film of the quality that they would like. And I think this is an, an excellent uh, point to talk about um, the synopsis. So, Cameron, mm. would you be so kind to read it? This very eloquently yes. written soliloquy about a leprechaun and his love for space and gold. All right. Resurfacing on an alien planet, the leprechaun, Warwick Davis, abducts a member of the world's royalty, Princess Zarina, Rebecca Carlton. In an attempt to wed her and become the supreme ruler, unfortunately for the diminutive schemer, well-armed soldiers arrive to foil his plans. Not easily defeated, however, the feisty leprechaun continues to battle the warriors while also contending with the warped scientist known as Dr. Mittenhand, Guy Center. Guy Center. What a name. Sounds like a dating site. <laughs> Are you on a Guy Center? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got a date on Thursday. Guy Center. <sighs> okay. Um, we have to talk a little bit about... Um, some more about the this movie being set in space. Space has been... Um, a lot of times viewed as the like cinema, cinematic graveyard. It's like the last stop before irrelevancy, <laughs> which I would argue that like, was the leprechaun ever really relevant? <laughs> so it, it's, it's hard to say that like you made your character irrelevant when there, he's already like a half a step above, you know, like shit you rent behind the counter that <clears throat> doesn't even have covers on it back yeah. in the day. Um, I love it, and I'm speaking with great reverence, but let's just call a spade a spade. Um, in terms of changing the location, was there a better option? Um, like, if you had to pitch to me a new Leprechaun movie, but the the new element you're bringing to the table is changing the location, mm -hmm. like, is there a better place to go than space? Judd. 
I would have taken it back to Ireland. I mean, that's that's where the leprechaun's from. And that's an extra interesting point, Judd. And I, I'm going to uh, allow you to elaborate on this with, with your wonderful idea of a, of a leprechaun series. Not necessarily locked into this continuity. Um, but isn't it strange that of all the leprechaun films, none of them take place in Ireland? And that's got to be a budgetary thing. Like, they, yeah. you know... I mean, but shoot it in fucking Kentucky and say it's Ireland. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, if you look at the different movies, like the first one, I think it's like North or South Dakota. It's like somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, part two is in Los Angeles. Uh, part three is Vegas. Part four is space. And then five and six are both in the hood. Duh so hood. so people liked the hood enough to go to double dip in <laughs> to the hood. To go there twice. To go there twice. And, um, you know, and the other, the other two sequels, it's, you know, uh, a little more... Like, I have no idea. I haven't watched Origins. I fucking refuse to. It's an unwatchable piece of shit. And I don't have to see it to know that. <laughs> Coming from a movie, a series that is filled with unwatchable shit, that's saying something. This is this is the good type of watchable, unwatchable shit. You know, there are the many degrees of turds. And, and this is this is the type where a leprechaun can have a gun gunfight on the moon um, in a space opera a la Alien by way of Ed Wood. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well said. Well said. Yeah. But I would now like for you, Judd, to tell me, pitch me your leprechaun story that I don't necessarily think fits into this continuity, but if you would like to sp- spin it that way, do, it, do as you please. <clears throat> All right. It's March. It's uh, St. Patrick's Day, as it always should be, right, in Ireland. We're at the Leprechaun's home, a nice little cottage on a hill somewhere. There's a couple rocks. I don't know what Leprechauns keep around their house. Maybe some trees. I'm not sure. His whole family's there. They're there for your reunion, right? All of a sudden, tourists come in thinking it's a bed and breakfast. So the whole time, these Leprechauns are trying to act like they're the owners of this bed and breakfast, taking care of their guests until they happen upon their gold. It would be a series. I would call it the Lepre Chronicles. <laughs> That's my that's my take of this. That so your series gone. is is like a heartwarming, almost like a family film. Is it is it the same leprechaun with, with murderous leprechauns and his family and his uncle Sean? So they kill the people who show up to the Airbnb because they find their gold, not because they were oh, going to okay. take care of them, but then they find this gold. Fights ensue. Somebody sat in the good chair. <laughs> Sitting me good chair. Thank you. <laughs> Hashtag Warwick Davis. No. All right, Warwick Davis, uh, balls in your court. <laughs> yeah. Let me know, Cameron. Yes. If if it were up to you to come up with a new Leprechaun film, and uh, like, what what direction would you take it in? Would you would you put him in a new location? Would you would you do like a a you know a a similar idea and basically just capitalize on the name? Like, what would you do? I think I would set it in the past. Oh. And I think, you know, there's that one show that's real. I think we should do like a crossover or at least like a thematic crossover between Leprechaun and the Peaky Blinders. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say Tremors. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Because they went to the past. Yeah. But, yeah, I think the Leprechaun versus Peaky Blinders. Big hit. I don't I, really I, seen the show. But. I, th- I think basically what you're laying out here, and uh, if you can cross pollinate with Judd's <laughs> idea, is that your new series, every movie pits him up against some <laughs> other unrelated nonsense. 
Because I want to see Leprechaun versus Tremors so fucking bad. <laughs> okay, spoiler alert. I don't know how, if you've seen the, the newest Tremors yes. film, but Burt Gummer, they finally killed off his character. Mm. So there is a void that needs to be filled. And who's going to go back to perfection? Jamie Kennedy's fine. No. In the no, role. No, fuck Jamie Kennedy. It's going to be the goddamn Leprechaun. Fucking Leprechaun. Malibu's most wanted. No. No. All right. I have two. I have two possibilities here. All right. One of which um, I, I've had sort of in my head for a while, and one I came up with, which is literally in ba- based entirely off of the title, and it's so stupid that it could work. <laughs> the first one being, it's the heartwarming, and I'm kind of going in your direction yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit, where... You have this murderous leprechaun. He's he's lived all these years and he's done all these terrible things, but he gets framed for murder. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and he goes to Shawshank. <laughs> Does this movie have Morgan Freeman in it? I was about to ask. If if they can get him, if they can get <laughs> they him, can afford him. If not, Just get a sound alike. If not, never show his yes, face. If not, they get the sound alike. Um. They'll paint some freckles on a dude. It'll it'll be perfect. <laughs> Deep fake his face. Whatever they got to do to make it work. But here's the, here's the here's the other thing. We also have Peter Dinklage hmm. playing the actual leprechaun who committed these murders, and then you have sort of a split tale of these two guys like living out their lives. One of them. Uh, living scot free, but having a burdenous heart about it all, and then you have the the horrible leprechaun who deserves to be in prison, who deserves to be in prison. And here's the odd thing about it: his job in prison, his shine shoes. It's a job. It's a job he enjoys doing. You're just typecasting and, Peter Dinklage. No, no, no. I'm typecasting Warwick Davis. Okay. <laughs> But he he soul searches and he and he even though like he shouldn't he he should be there he shouldn't be there for the reasons he's there and he he gets his he gets a Shawshank redemptive moment mm. but the movie's called Leprechaun. <laughs> oh Lepre- my gosh! C-O-A. I get it now. Leprechaun. Oh. Okay, and here's this and here's the sequel idea. <laughs> it's not a sequel, but it's a the idea of another another movie kind of aping off the same thing. Okay, <laughs> Skull Island. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's March. St. Patrick's Day. As it always should be. And there's a fucking field. And there's an, enor- an enormous, like, I mean, like the size of a fucking house, four leaf clover. What are you see in the distance? Oh, God. But a giant green monkey. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Leprechaun. <laughs> Leprechaun. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take my check now. You mean a lawsuit? It's going to ensue. God. Oh, fuck. God. John C. Riley's got to come here and kick your ass. John C. Riley's going to voice the monkey. He's gonna avoid- I'm Leprechaun. He's going to avoid that movie. Is what he's going to do. No, oh, he's been in worse movies than Leprechaun. Oh, oh for sure. I enjoyed Wreck It Ralph. I, I did too. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. So, um, going back to the whole, uh, like, uh, how, uh, f- space being sort of like the, the last stop before irrelevancy. Um, 
There have been quite a few movies uh, in the slasher vein that have been set in space, and and as much as you want to like say that it makes characters irrelevant, it hasn't really killed the careers of any of these these characters. First and foremost, Hellraiser Four or Hellraiser Bloodline. This is the fourth movie in the series, a series that now has, I believe, 11 <laughs> entries. Now, granted, from that point on, they were all, <laughs> they were all direct to video, <laughs> but we're, we're going to be getting a series soon and a full on reboot. So, I mean, the nostalgic qualities, uh, <laughs> Pinhead has persisted and yep. he went to so, space. So, Pinhead is getting serious. Oh yeah, series of snow. Have either one of you seen uh, Hellraiser Bloodline? I've only ever seen the first Hellraiser. I've not seen it. No. You at least got to watch the second one. The okay. second one, the first, the first two movies are like serious movies, and then part three on, they're like, how can we have fun <laughs> with this character rather than trying to write a really compelling story? I always pokey pervert. Always confused. <laughs> how can he have fun? Confused him with the Wishmaster mm-hmm. or whatever that was. Not the. Uh, Home Alone, not Macaulay Culkin, not that movie, whatever that is. I was thinking of the one That's where the they're Mage making Master. a wish. Yeah, no, something like that. Neither of them have Macaulay Culkin as the one I'm talking about. But. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna argue and say that Macaulay Culkin would make a fucking fantastic pinhead. Oh yeah, especially like Macaulay Culkin now. Yes. Uh, no. Macaulay Culkin fully drugged out. Macaulay Coke head? Macaulay Culkin whoa, like five years whoa. ago. Five, six years ago. Yeah. I totally mm. emaciated. We're glad to see you've made a recovery, Mac. Yeah, I know you're I, I know you're listening. I love him. I, I, I genuinely I am I really do like Macaulay Culkin. Um and uh he just popped up on a series I really enjoy and I will not spoil it, and it was fucking fantastic. Um Jason X. Uh, a a movie that languished in uh, not being released because of uh, changeovers at New Line. Because of shame. <laughs> it was a movie that was uh, sort of uh, meant to be one thing and then it ended up becoming a different thing because of the changeover and they didn't promote it in, in certain ways. And But Jason in Space, I think it's a fun movie. I saw it in the theater the crowd fucking loved it at the time, but still, to this day, it's one of those movies that uh, people sort of spit upon. But it does have its defenders. Uh, what do you guys think about Jason in Space? Oh, I had a great time watching that movie. I thought it was cool because it was in space. Yeah. I was like, man, we're getting away from the lake. We're going to a space. I'd love to see a space lake, but that never... I mean, I'm <laughs> there, gonna... there, there kind of is at the very end. Uh, yeah, sort of. It's different, though, because it's not New Jersey, but whatever. <laughs> I appreciate you knowing the geography. Yeah, yeah. Green Valley, New Jersey represents. Darn right. Fucking Jersey. That's where I went to school. Not. (laughs) (laughs) The the most obvious of these type of films is the the most well-received, and it's the one that doesn't have a predecessor of films before it uh, for it to kind of stick out in a sore thumb, and that being Alien. Alien is a fantastic movie, as is Aliens, but that first movie, I mean, for the simple fact that it, it's not a guy with a knife, but it, it, it in every other way, it's a slasher movie. It's a, a killer mm. hiding in shadows, slowly picking off characters one by one, 12 little Indian style. Yeah. And you got the final girl. It, it, well, yeah, the final girl, yeah. Sigourney Weaver, yeah. who was in Ghostbusters. It's one of the, the first girl. movies to do a, a, a final female Rather than a male. 
from what I hear, I don't sure. know if I'm wrong on that. I, that was, I think you would be you you be you be off quite a bit on that, <laughs> but um, sure, we'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. First one I've seen, I guess. I don't. Sure, um, we'll let you have it. Is Leprechaun Four the best or the worst horror character to go to space? Oh, <laughs> probably the worst. He can I do would, magic. What, like, yeah. What makes space special, right? Like he can do magic on Earth. He can do magic in space. You know. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would say yes. <laughs> yes, I I think that on the on the surface level, yes. But at the same time, because he has the least to lose, it's it's also probably the the best use of the character. What what does he have to gain? Space powers? Like, I don't understand. Well, I mean, like, in terms of, like... All that space gold? Aside from, like, what you said, like, of taking the movie to Ireland, which I think would have been a natural progression, um, where do you go after Las Vegas? I mean, literal (laughs) Sin City. I've got a a new one. This just popped in my head. You have him find the Lost City of Gold. (laughs) Welcome to El Dorado. And, and yes, and it's it's like you can have an Indiana Jones style. Mm. You can have him basically uh, using an Indiana Jones type character into like helping him find the lost city of gold, mm. so he can like fuck it or whatever. Like I don't yeah. know what what, what, <laughs> what, does he, he, what does he want with the gold? This gold gives him power. He's um, got gold madness. Yeah, it's like it's like space madness. Yeah. Space gold, man. He's got a little yeah, bit of yeah, both yeah. in this one. And yeah, you get the uh, the fun of an adventure movie without the problematic colonialism because the adventurer is a bad person. <laughs> is a bad guy. You lost, fun. You lost me at co- whatever you problematic said. Problematic colonialism. Problematic colonialism. Yeah. All right. What, what is that? It's, you know, like it, Indiana it, Jones... Well, yeah, yeah and, and it's like, a whole. We don't like, have time. Well, like how you know, like we we still stole the culture of some places. <laughs> oh, you just move into a place you're not supposed to. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. you don't you okay, don't live here anymore. Yeah, Here's some yeah, blankets yeah. covered with <laughs> Andrew, with Andrew Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have just said Jackson Andrew Jackson. Like. Andrew Jackson shit. <laughs> so, uh, Leprechaun Four was written by a gentleman by the name of Dennis A. Pratt. Uh, he also wrote Kickboxer Three and nothing else worth <laughs> worth noting. <laughs> But the movie was directed by Brian Trenchard Smith. Um, he also directed Leprechaun Three. As a personal favorite, I think Leprechaun Three is a genuinely fun movie. Um, it has a lot of great kills. There's a one part where uh, the guy is like he's like owns a casino and he wants to fuck the the magician's assistant, and he ends up fucking a robot. It's it's <laughs> fucking bizarre, um, but good good stuff all the same. Um, he did BMX Bandits, which is as stupid of an idea as there ever was in the 80s, but because it came out during that kind of time, it has a flair to it. Like, it's it's kind of like the Karate Kid, but with BMX. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Uh, he did The Man from Hong Kong, which I, I'm so glad has uh, finally been released on Blu-ray. I highly recommend you guys seek this out. It's a, a very, very good um, sort of a an Australian version of a Hong Kong exploitation film. And when I say Australia, because um, Brian Trenchard Smith is from Australia, but he has that, he's from that Oz exploitation universe of, you know, directors. He has that kind of DIY flair to a lot of his movies, um, which by that I mean like uh, a 
disdain for safety in, in, in regard to <laughs> anything like that. I'm just joking. But uh, a lot of those movies were made, you know, kind of under the radar of, of, of things. And it, it's a fun movie. But he also did Night of the Demons 2, uh, which a lot of people kind of sleep on the sequels to Night of the Demons. But the second movie, I think, is as good as the first one. I may be in the minority on that one. He also directed a movie called Pimpin' Pee-wee. <laughs> It's from 2009. Pee Wee Herman? It is a sequel that I didn't know existed until probably two years ago when I brought this up on our Leprechaun 3 episode. It's a it's a sequel to Porky's. Porky's? So far after the fact, 2009. This, to me, it, it, it like, it's like one of those uh, American Pie sequels that like has nothing to do with like the real like American Pie movies, but... Have you guys seen Porky's? I know that's a little bit more of my generation. I'm than not. Yeah, I've seen most of Porky's. Porky's. I'm very familiar with it. Porky's is directed by Bob Clark, who also did um, A Christmas Story, and he also did Black Christmas, so he has the the, the weirdest... <laughs> did he ever do the Black Christmas Story? Well, <laughs> that's, that's a movie Tyler Perry's making no. next year. <laughs> Medea's Black Christmas Story? <laughs> It's a horror movie. Oh my god, this fucking CGI. Holy shit. I just got a fucking boner. I got hashtag <laughs> Not zipper 97 windows. <laughs> for, for a less than million dollar movie in 1990, this was probably made in 96, but released in 97, those those graphics are not terrible. Yeah. Um, for a million dollars in the 90s, I could have gone to space and shot this. Do, do, no, no. <laughs> do you know what came out around this same time? Friends? Escape from L.A. Oh, okay, oh fuck. Okay. Escape from LA. Escape from LA has a CGI submarine that gets oh bit at by a CGI shark. It's fucking it's, terrible. It's one of the worst things you'll ever oh see. My God. And this CGI model is just as bad, <laughs> but in a movie on a fraction of the budget. Yeah. So a tip of the cap to the CGI artist who who brought us yeah. this this thing. Um I think they made a mistake in not bringing Brian back to the series past this movie, and I have to imagine that there was somewhat of a backlash because this movie is in space. <laughs> um, but it's not his fault. He didn't write the thing. Uh, we can blame that on Dennis A. Pratt, who wrote Kickboxer <laughs> Three and nothing else of note. <laughs> so, from what from what you're seeing in this movie, and what little we've been paying attention to, what's actually going on screen, um. Do you think that they made a mistake in not bringing him back? I mean, have either one of you seen mm. Leprechaun in the Hood? I have not. I've seen parts of it with uh, that's the one with uh, Ice Cube or not Ice Cube Ice T Ice T, isn't it? Ice T with the whistle. Yes, yes. And he there's a part where he has an afro that he pulls out a baseball bat. It's hilarious. <laughs> but I guess the point I'm trying to make is that as fairly competent as both of those movies are, to me, I think the direction element. Uh, or the directing element is far greater in part three and part four than in five and six, aka the the hood mm. duology. So, so uh, do you think that they should have continued with director uh, Brian uh, Trenchard Smith? He's got good ideas, I guess. I mean, he wants to continue. He's got I mean, passion for it. Yeah, he's a very talented director. But um, I would say maybe. The, for the budget, maybe he wasn't the right choice. They're going to the hood. I don't know. I, I have to imagine that those movies had comparable budgets to this one. I mm. I can't imagine that the the drop off was 
so much that like, well, we can't afford Brian Trenchard Smith. And I'm not, I'm not knocking the guy. I'm just saying because I have no idea like what percentage wise, like mm. he his upfront pay would have been. But it wouldn't have been enough to put a dent in the budget one way or another to deter a half robot man <laughs> who looks like if. Professor X uh, melded with a toilet. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> you have my interest. I don't know. You had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. Uh, let's talk a little bit about our cast. Uh, most of these people, I didn't bother learning their names. Um, I wrote them down, their character names, but I could not have these people. I could not tell you like who is who. That, that That's one of the the failings of films that have large cast and none of the characters are really allowed the time to have their moments. Um, oh my God, more of the CGI. <clears throat> Brilliant. <laughs> By the way, um, Gabe Bartolos um, did the special effects in this movie, like practical special effects. And d- despite the fact that you know, some of the CGI is wonky and, you know, will give your eyes cancer. <laughs> um, the practical effects are all fairly good for a, for a low-budget movie in the 90s. The yeah. worst decade for film ever. <laughs> um, but let's talk about our the reason we're all here. The Leprechaun, Warwick Davis. Mr. Leprechaun. Mr. Leprechaun. <laughs> um, I believe in this movie they actually give him a name, uh, and I, mm. I didn't write it down. But Mr.? It, Yes, Mr. Mr. is his first name. M-I-S-T-E-R. Yes, Mr. Mr. There's a little, there's an accent mark, so it's yeah. not, it's 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 pronounced Mr., but Mr. it's actually not Mr. Mr. Leprechaun. Yeah. He could take these broken wings any day. Sure. <laughs> Mr. No. Um, what's your favorite uh, Warwick Davis movie, if you had to pick? You, oh. you can't say Leprechaun 4. Can I say Harry Potter? Yeah, he was in Harry he Potter. He was in Harry Potter. Which which layer Harry Potter is he? Uh, he's from the most, second. Most of the he's second. He was in the first Flintwick? one, but he he took most of the most of the roles from the second forward. They yeah. were they switched to all British actors. Yeah. So he's Professor Flitwick, I think. Yep. Any any little yeah. person role that was him yeah. beyond the second one, like from the second one forward. I I genuinely didn't know that, yep. but I'm not a Harry Vern, Potter aficionado. Vern Troyer helped out in the first one, and then they went with an all British cast. Oh fuck. Alright, you just opened me up for a story. I don't I don't oh, know shit. that I've ever told this on the podcast. If I have, I apologize. So I met Vern Troyer. Mm-hmm. I met Vern Troyer um probably on like yeah, on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> it was like probably two thousand six. It was in Knoxville, and I don't know if it was AdventureCon or if it switched over to Fanboy Expo, but I that's irrelevant. I got him to autograph uh my uh DVD over here, actually on the shelf here in the Black Lodge, uh and he was very nice. He was very nice. But not long after this, I mean, the fucking con floor just, like, erupted with people. I got there early. I stood in line, and, you know, I got to him quick, and, and that was that. But not too long after this, I'm, like, standing in line to meet someone else. I, I, believe, I believe it was Haley Mills, hmm. actually, but that's irrelevant. I'm just, I'm out of the way. And I hear a commotion in behind me, and I turn around, and it's Vern Troyer, and he's in his jazzy scooter, and he's trying to get through these people because he's got to go fucking take a dump. Yeah, I mean, he's like saying <laughs> as much, like, get out of my way, I gotta take a dump. And and I kid you not, f- f- fuck, <laughs> um, oh my god, I'm blanking on his name, uh, Robert Zadar, oh, aka shit. the man, the maniac cop. Yeah, 
picks him up like a baby <laughs> off of his jazzy scooter and carries him to the bathroom. And I wish to God that, like, cell phone cameras were, like, more prevalent oh back then. Because, God. like, I don't know that I... I did have a cell phone, but there's no way, like, it would have taken a, a picture of a quality <laughs> to have captured this moment. Very fuzzy. It looks but like Bigfoot. <laughs> it's, 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 it's burned. It's burned into my oh synapses. Oh, my God. Him being carried away. To take it up. Um, I also, earlier in the day, had met... Um, had met Robert Zadar and he was very nice and he was going through a divorce at the time oh, fuck. and he like I don't know because like nobody came to see him and I was so excited to meet him yeah. that he was like I'm gonna give this guy every fucking intricate detail about my life regardless if he wants to hear it or not and he's like telling me about how his wife like divorced him and took all his money oh. and, and oh, blah shit. blah blah and all these things and then um he his manager was like um you know, you know, our, our budget is blah, blah, blah for lunch. And, uh, he was like, all I want is a hot dog. And I'm like, God damn it. I'm going to buy a man <laughs> cop a hot dog. And I did. Dog? I bought him a hot dog and he was like, you know what? You know what? You know what? <laughs> he kept saying that. You know what? You know what? You're a good dude. That's what he <laughs> said to me. <laughs> he brought him back to, uh, to saying, I, I, to the level of saying, I feel, I feel like I gave, I gave him a reason to make <laughs> maniac cop. Four, even though it never happened. So I was just saying, you're responsible for. If he makes one, you're responsible for it. Well, he's he's, he's unfortunately passed on, yes. and uh, he ah. didn't get to be in Samurai Cop too. A lot of cop related films for oh, Mr. Yeah. Zadar. Well, uh, he's he got a face like that. Well, uh, and I'm not exaggerating. His fucking head was the size of my torso. <laughs> it's fucking enormous. Now, let's get back to the film at hand. Um, we have Rebecca Carlton as Princess uh, Zarina, I believe is how it's pronounced. Yeah, probably. She can fucking get it. All right. She's she's very, very attractive lady. Um, character development, not a lot. Um, the leprechaun wants to fuck her. <laughs> so does uh, the pervy doctor. Yeah. Well, I mean... In space, you know. In space, no one can press charges. <laughs> I don't know. Here's an idea. Space court. Space court. Space law and order. Space. <laughs> Sexual space crimes. Call you Red Letter Media. We got a sequel to Space Cop. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Rich Evans, if I get the role of lifetime for you. Um, we have Staff Sergeant... Brooks Malloy, uh, played by uh, played by Brent Jasmer. Who's that? I'm assuming the uh, the, it's the space cadet. Probably this guy right here. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> My God, that the quality of this video does that look, look like fucking MST3K right there? I wanted to talk about this. The frame rate of that little video, I think, is higher than all the other. Um, it the movie. Know, yeah. Everything else in the movie, yeah, which is, it's, it's weird. It, they, I think they may actually. This may be like like recorder footage, oh, yeah, like, a, like, like a handheld recorder yeah. footage, and the rest of it may be because I think. I, and don't quote me on <laughs> this, but I think they're still actually filming with film. Yeah, on on this movie because more likely, I don't think it was quite at this point where you know. <clears throat> DV had quite taken over. I may be wrong on that. If so, it's a fine-looking film, yeah. uh, considering uh, considering it would be. 
Uh, we have Jessica Collins as Dr. Tina Reeves. Now, uh, she's probably had the most significant career aside from Warwick. Uh, she won a daytime Emmy for her role as Avery Bailey Clark on the CBS soap opera, The Young and the Restless. Oh, fuck. Yeah. My grandmother would know who she is. Well, let's call her. Call her right now. Oh, man, she's actually sleeping. Wake her up. I mean, <laughs> ask her about daytime Emmy Award winning actress. Jessica Collins. I will, I will write her a letter. I'll let you know in a couple weeks oh, what she says. Uh, we have Gary Sinner, or Siner, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but uh, we, we've decided that Sinner sounds better. Uh, what was that website you came up with, Judd? Oh, uh, Guy Sinner? Guy, guy Sinner? The dating app? I the data. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he plays Dr. Mittenhand slash the Mitten Spider. Spoiler, that's coming up. Um, he also has a small role as a prison guard in David Lynch's Lost Highway. Oh, damn. So, um, he's only worked with insane people. <laughs> <laughs> that dude's view of the movie industry must be insane. Must yeah. Be. Like, he has no grasp of <laughs> what actual reality is. Um, we have Gary Grossman as Harold. Who the fuck is Harold? Don't know, don't care. Is, is it a relevant point? Um, we have... Tim Colseri as Master. That's Harold. Oh, they just said Harold. They just said. Well, there you go. Baxter Stockman, basically. He's. uh, They put him in a chamber. He's going to turn into a fly man and Mm. chase the Ninja Turtles around (laughs) (laughs) with uh, Professor X melted with a toilet. (laughs) It's a big crossover I've ever. (laughs) The biggest crossover I've ever seen. Biggest crossover event in history. (laughs) Um, Master Sergeant, uh, aka Metalhead Hooker. Um, played by Tim Colsieri. A little bit of trivia about this guy. He was cast as Gunnery Sergeant Hartman in Full Metal Jacket, but he was replaced by Arlie Ermey. So, Hmm. one of the most infamous roles in film history, he almost did. Almost, damn. That's that's gotta be like, that's gotta be disheartening. I don't think he would have been as rude to Vincent D'Onofrio as they wanted to be. Yeah. Well, I think the reason that um, that Arlie Ermey got cast is he was an, he was an yeah, actual actually, yeah he actually military. had yeah. so Job his experience. his improv insults like uh, you know I didn't know they stacked shit that high and and, <laughs> and all that all that stuff probably just had a little more oomph yeah. um, but it, that's gotta suck if the the like the what if you yeah. know being an actor like yeah. I could have been James Bond but I ended up being. Barbara Streisand's husband. That's gotta suck. <laughs> that has to suck. That's a real thing. By the Streisand. Way. He could have been James Bond. James Brolin was he he uh, he he was almost James Bond in Octopussy. He screen tested and everything, and um, they ended up securing Roger Moore. You know, for another couple of movies, even though he kept wanting to fucking leave the role. <laughs> but Damn. Uh, my point being is like it's got to suck. Like almost, like almost getting yeah. to that point. Yeah. But he can rest his head knowing that he's in Leprechaun Four. <laughs> <laughs> James Bond, Leprechaun Four, same thing. <laughs> well, in this case, it'd be Full Metal Jacket, Leprechaun Four. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. they're essentially the same thing. Like, yeah. like when I think about cinematic equality in terms of like what is even on the the scale of of quality, Leprechaun Four is definitely right up there with with any film made by Kubrick. Yeah, I mean he couldn't. 
Kubrick couldn't shit out this kind of quality. Look at this purple lighting here. There's no way Kubrick could have made this movie. There's I'm no kind of glad about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, subtext. Who needs that in the movie? There's a leprechaun in this one. Yeah. He's <laughs> gone too far. <laughs> Um, we have Miguel A. Nunez Jr. as Private, quote-unquote, Sticks, who was also in Return of the Not of the Living Dead. Return of the Living Dead. He was also in um, Friday the 13th Part 5. Uh, so he's seen a lot of stuff. Basically playing the same character <laughs> in both those movies. But his claim to fame, his huge claim to fame, his starring role, Joanna Man, about a man who pretends to be a woman to because he gets WNBA. kicked out of the he, get, he gets kicked out of the NBA, but he plays for the WNBA and and then like I think he falls in love with somebody. I don't know how it plays out. The movie sucks. But <laughs> Miguel Miguel Nunez he won an Oscar for that. No, he did. He, he shut the fuck up. He should have. If if Miguel Nunez won an Oscar for Joanna Man, Warwick Davis has won. Like seven for just stint in Leprechaun film. He was also in Life with uh, Eddie Murphy. Martin I mean, Lawrence. I'm not I'm not discounting yeah. him. And he's no, a, he's seriously like, he's a he's a he's a versatile actor. He's a very versatile actor. Um, he's in an Ernest movie. He's in Slam Dunk Ernest. So his his resume reads like a Christopher Walken's resume, where like he's hmm. been in like all these great movies, <laughs> but then he doesn't turn anything down either. Yeah, um, he does. He needs, he needs the money. Yeah, some some you do for money, some you do for just because you're having fun. Because you need to eat bread. Thought he was bored. <laughs> what do you like? What do you think he's more embarrassed about doing? Um, Slam Dunk Ernest or Leprechaun Four? Probably Joanna Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, like now, um, probably Joanna Man. And this one, he gets a gun. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he had a gun. If Joanna Man had a gun. <laughs> if Joanna Man had a gun, that would have been a very different movie. <laughs> All right. Joanna Man 2. <laughs> Joanna got a gun. <laughs> Joanna got a gun. <laughs> Joanna robbed the liquor store? Whoa. Whoa. He's got a gun. Whoa. What's he going to do? Whoa. Anything he wants. He's got a gun. Joanna defend yourself? <laughs> what? Joanna stand your ground. <laughs> uh, uh. Do you, want, do, you want, do you want to plead guilty because you robbed a liquor store? Do you want to do you take want to a, get, do you want a man three? Do you want to take a plea deal? Do you want to get framed? <laughs> okay. We have Debbie Dunning as Private Dolores Costello. Who's that? Probably this blonde. Does yep. it matter? No. Um, Mike. <laughs> Ken Zio as Private Danny O'Grady. Which one of he is he? Mm. He's O'Grady. Throw a fucking dart. You you might I think hit he him. Died already. Probably. Uh, we have Rick Peters, which is a hilarious name, <laughs> as Private Mooch. You'd probably remember him as Elliot, aka the neighbor who kisses Rita in the fourth. Uh, season of Dexter. He also has a couple episodes, or maybe just one episode in season five. Um, fuck that guy. <laughs> he ruined a beautiful marriage oh built upon God. lies. Uh, we have uh, Jeff Mead as Private Kowalski. Uh, we have Lad York as Private Lucky. So basically, that's that's our standing cast. Um, a bunch of people who are there to get killed. Yep. And then a couple people who have dialogue to, to fill out time. 
and then maybe two characters that actually impact the actual overall plot. <laughs> you're you're right about the these uh, the frame rate of these shots. Yeah, they're higher. They're they're frame rates oh, higher. How you oh doing? Oh my god, it's a leprechaun. Pretty leggy. Take off clothes. More people buy movie. Oh my god, it's and the leprechaun. So it'd been cooler if it took place in Ireland. <laughs> In a spaceship that landed in Ireland. What, okay. At the end of the movie, what they if, get out of the spaceship. It's in Ireland. Okay. What if you're writing this movie? <laughs> balls. Trying to run his balls. If you're writing this movie, and it's taking place in space, like from your perspective, like how do you end it? Like what's mm. the end game? All right. First, I will worry about the beginning. The last time you see the leprechaun, he's in cement in Las Vegas. Then he appears on some random planet okay, eating dinner. Okay, let, like, let's let's take it. Like, let's take a detour to what you're saying that's right what here. I'm, I'm, I'm lost. As see, I don't necessarily think that every leprechaun in these films is the same. Is the same leprechaun mm. could not be. Yeah. And I actually think that there is entirely more evidence that it is different leprechauns. So I think that every is. leprechaun looks like this. Evidently, and they're all evil. But here, if you if you watch the first movie, mm. there's dialogue that sort of sets up like the time frame of like where he's been and what he's done. Mm. But then in the beginning of two, you have a flashback um, where he talks about blah 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 in a thousand years. So basically, he's stuck in this tree for a thousand years. So you know he couldn't do the events from the first movie, and then. And the newest movie, Leprechaun Returns, which it does disregard sequels, but you could look at that as that's the only Leprechaun that is actually the same Leprechaun because he shows up in the well where he's like, fuck you, Lucky Charms. You know, he shoots him with the, the yeah. you know, the four-leaf clover. That would explain how he's on a moon now. Yeah. Also, and I forgot to mention this earlier, but the way they defeat Leprechaun is that giant... <laughs> I wasn't ready for Leprechaun to come the back. Giant, the, the giant four-leaf clover falls on him, and then somebody in a Irish um, Irish accent says, I can't, I can't even get it out. <laughs> Go ahead and, and offend the entire... Twas lucky charms who killed the oh beast. My oh my god. I know. Wonderful, mm-hmm. right? You think this could be a prequel somehow? Oh, you got to think maybe like maybe it's this a is far prequel off. to the all the Leprechaun series. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like this is the, what he did before he yeah. landed on Earth. <laughs> maybe he's from Space Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The planet. It looks like it's like the Planet um, Ireland. Planet Ireland, <laughs> which is Ireland. where Ireland they got the name for. <laughs> It's a whole culture. Oh my god! Oh my god! They fucking stabbed him with a space sword. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hammer cannon. Yeah, sword. I mean they shot him. To... That's a shillelagh. That's not that? a shillelagh. I don't know if it is or not. Shillelagh is a specific thing. It's got a sword in it. <laughs> no, a shillelagh is like a, a blunt. Yeah, it's like a. It's, it's not... a thing they kept in bars to like to beat people's teeth out when they started uh, uh, bad talking slag- leprechaun slagging off Sally you know yeah. yeah look at that like that's actually a fairly yeah. good I mean it's ridiculous but yeah. I mean, it's a well applied piece of prosthetic makeup yeah Gabe Bartolos um, worked on I I want to say all seven of the original films I may be incorrect on that but uh, the majority of them at the very least and I mean, he he's had 
a fair bit of success, you know, outside of these movies, like movies that, you know, would not be uh, shit upon. But the, the effects are all pretty good. To finish your original question, how do you end this? How would yeah, I how end do you this? end this? They always got to end up floating through space, right? Looking for their yeah, next yeah, there adventure. Has to be an it's always got to be. A, I'm outside the ship, freaking out. You know, yeah. like montage. Then all of a sudden, they get hooked with a giant fish net in space because they're they're fishing for fish, like space fish or something. I don't know, yeah. man. I've never been in space. Well, I was going to say because I mean, this movie is definitely harping on a lot of pre-existing IPs. Yeah. Um, there'll be a big one come up a little later mm-hmm. on. Where does he get a ball gag in space? Uh, ball gags are us. Space space are. Yes. Dot space. <laughs> it's a weird website. But he's he's drinking that blue milk that Luke likes so much. Yeah. Um, space milk. Yeah, they, you milk it straight from uh, a tarantula, evidently. Um, but <laughs> it takes years. What if? And th- and this is uh, I'm going I'm going I'm I'm building the bridge here of your idea All to right. something All else. Right. Let's do it. Let's do a, a Planet of the Apes kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Where the future dictates the past what if he landed on earth that's the end or like one of the survivors not him but the statue of liberty is a giant fucking leprechaun or something oh my god and it's like damn you god damn you all to hell yeah they could do something like that yeah 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 so it's this it's this reciprocal story of now now uh uh leprechauns will eventually uh, by the third, the third new movie, es- escape from Ireland or whatever, yeah. and they they travel back in time, and now there's leprechauns in the past. You see what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm a Termina- Terminator. Time like, is a flat c- circle. cyclical like, yeah. journey of this leprechaun. Yeah, yeah. I was, my idea for the ending is less of what happens, more predicting the final shot. So I haven't seen this movie. It's the ship is blown up and destroyed. And Leprechaun and his lady friend flying through, like, the escape pod. And, like, the final shot is the freeze frame of them in the window off to do more shenanigans. I think the the only the only proper way to end this movie is with, like, close up, ex- incredibly explicit, penetrative <laughs> sex between... The leprechaun and the princess. Yeah. But twist, to, to, to the co- leprechaun's getting pegged. Fair enough. <laughs> but it's to consummate their marriage. I just came back in the room from that from that drink. That's an awkward conversation you guys were having while I wasn't in here. Don't let him lie to you. He's been here the entire time. I'm taking this, this movie on a different journey. But it does change the ending in my opinion. <laughs> well, they're, they're, they do some interesting things. And there's some really... I think genuinely funny sight gags that'll actually come up towards you know the end of this film, um, utilizing the leprechaun. And now that I'm actually thinking about it, there is a moment. Um, there's shades of leprechaun <laughs> in, oh in this movie because we're actually going to see a, a giant leprechaun a little later on. Um, a little bit of trivia uh, about this movie. Uh, according to Dave Tippett, uh, the executive in charge of production, the first three movies, uh, the film originally started out as a spoof of Apollo 13. That's how they, mm. they came up with the idea for this, and that came out in 1995. Uh, the senior Trimark executive saw the promo art um, for P- Apollo 13 and immediately had basically just commissioned somebody like, hey, 
give me this piece of artwork, but I want you to replace Tom Hanks' face on the poster with the Leprechaun's face. <laughs> so this this movie literally started oh off with cut, somebody making a fucking joke. They couldn't afford Tom Hanks is the issue. <clears throat> he would have well, been in this movie if they had a higher budget. Incredible. No. That would have been Tom Hanks. The guy with the metal plate, that would have been Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks wishes he could give a performance like this. Look at this guy. He doesn't blink. That takes that takes acting chops. Yeah. Um, the film takes place in the year 2096. Mm. So mm. if I am if I live to be a uh, hundred and eleven or twelve years old, um, I will live to see Leprechaun in space in its origin year. Um, I hope that medical technology advances to the point where I can make it. So I'm making my pledge right now to you that if I if I, if I make it, we will we will do a reunion episode. <laughs> Forget Haley's comment. I don't want to see that. Right? I want to watch this movie. <laughs> when you're... All right, we're missing boobies. She's queen oh of the damn. Oh my god! Oh my god! She's covered in glitter. That's a huge. That's a huge no for me. No, I don't like glitter. Um, the sound the doors make when they're opening and closing are taken directly from the original Doom game. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And nobody is entirely certain if they did it legally or not. <laughs> so there's that. Um, they uh, About eight minutes into the film, you can actually see two Millennium Falcon toys that have mm-hmm. been like put into the wall and now that I'm I'm thinking about it that just adds to the whole MST3K thing I was yeah. saying earlier um, it makes me wonder if like they took some uh, creative ideas from the yeah. Satellite of Love to, to fill out some so, of these yeah the kit bashing things. yeah well I mean you're working on a budget and you yeah. gotta like make things that look like yeah other things things, things that operate but are yeah. essentially Aesthetic, non-functional. I understand yeah. the grenade was what was the smoke grenade for. <laughs> it did not cover them at all. For fun, <laughs> they had it. Like, we gotta use it. Yeah, feeling, you know, just feeling fun. You know, freaky. Oh, <laughs> the Mountain Dew's wearing off. <laughs> oh man. Um. So now that we're we're in like several years after the fact. Do you think that Leprechaun 4 has, like, risen or fallen in terms of popularity among fans? I mean, they keep making more, so they have an audience. Yeah. It didn't, yeah, it didn't uh, kill all, it didn't Game of Thrones Season 8 its fans. That's true. And, and seriously, I don't, and I, I stated this before, I haven't watched it, but if Leprechaun Origins... Did not kill this series. Like I don't, I don't know what what really yeah, could. Yeah. Here's my thing, right? So if this didn't take as a prequel, they would have the Leprechaun would have had to have gone back in time to the hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless this is the last one of the series, right? Like, well, I mean, uh, Pat, Pat, when, you, when you think about it chronologically, this is the this is the last of the series to be numbered. Yeah. So I mean, like you could, I guess you could throw in the hood, really. Anywhere, but yeah. I think that that goes back to my point about it's it's all different. It's all different leprechauns, yeah. and I don't think that even the leprechaun in the second 
back like in back to the hood is even the same leprechaun from <laughs> the in the hood. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the answers. Is it the same you. hood? No, it's not. Exactly. Two there, you go. So. there you go. Science. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Science. <laughs> scientifically <laughs> proven. Yeah. So, th- where we're at right now, it- it's sort of like the-, the weird period in the film where, like, they, they have to fill time. Yeah, so they, <laughs> and, and they do drag. It, they, and Obviously. Like, Space yeah. bar. Space drag. So, they, 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 th- they throw in, like, whatever ridiculousness they can. <laughs> whatever to, they uh, came up with at lunch. What should we do? Yeah. I got an idea. And, and now we have, uh, basically, a, uh, <laughs> a man hitting a... Uh, uh, a man dressed like a woman um, for for comedy. Yeah, and um, I did did make me laugh, but probably not for the intended reasons. This, this, nunchucks. Uh, nunchucks. This is so dumb. I'm glad I think nunchucks they were still, just... still exist in 2097. Like in no, I mean, space, when you've created something as perfect of a weapon as two sticks combined, like, can you really yeah, yeah, improve yeah. upon? Oh my god! What a shot! <laughs> Holy Look at all the stars. Oh, they're getting all right, how about this? You're getting ballsy with these shots. If if you were in space, like mm-hmm. on a space station, it's 2096. Yeah. yeah. Um, what would your weapon of choice be, Judd? Weapon of choice? Can I pick any weapon throughout history? Yeah, well, this guy's got nunchucks. I don't know why. I can yeah, pick yeah, like, yeah. Um, like laser weapon and stuff, like futuristic or past yeah. weapon. If, if it is feasible to exist in this time frame, then go for it. Chopsticks. <laughs> Why? Why chopsticks? They're small. They're versatile. They can. I can get them through any security system, and I can make mini nunchucks out of them. You don't know in the in the future if they don't have like wood detectors. You That's don't true. know. That's true. They might. Or, they or, might have wood welders. They the whole place. The whole ship could be made of wood. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know what the future. Um, oh my god! Did you, you guys? Yeah. Did, did fuck, the, the buffalo shot. That was. <laughs> It was 10 to midnight. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually awesome. Yeah, the, this is really... His, his spider uh, this creation right hand here. In the back. I mean, yeah. they definitely skimped on some areas in terms of the budget, yeah. but they, they always put the money where like it was absolutely necessary to. And the effects in like, horror movies, when you know, they're effects-heavy horror movies... Like, if you do skimp on those things, man, they stick out like sore thumbs. Yeah. And I, I just feel like there's a lot of the set design to be <laughs> improved upon. <laughs> but this looks like a World War One like, rifle yeah. in space with a bayonet on it. Like, well, it just had nunchucks. Regardless of the year in which you are killing somebody, a bayonet's going to do the job. This dude yeah, is, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, must yeah. be a, a history weapons buff or something because yeah. he's got nunchucks. And maybe and maybe we're missing out on his mm. character arc uh-huh. that he's he's big into that. I don't know. I didn't pay attention to this movie. You know, yeah. I movie, only pay attention to the surface area. I feel like guns yeah. wouldn't work in space like we think uh-huh. they're going to work. I don't know, but my weapon keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it uh, Irish theme, I would choose a Frogera, which is a sword from Irish mythology that can, as many powers, can cut. If I'm not going to get confused with another Irish sword, cut through armor like it's paper, mm. uh, control the wind to a certain, like just a little bit, and force people to tell the truth. 
All right. Well, <laughs> I would probably just take a jar of pickles. Oh, honestly. fuck. Oh, no. He was a robot the whole time. That's what we all look like inside. <laughs> I never get to talk about Irish swords. I'm going to take my... <laughs> hey, why not? Take, my take the opportunity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me ask you this. This is a side note. Ask away. <laughs> I don't know why. If you only had a jar of pickles as a weapon... Yeah. How do you do? How do you use it? Kill a leprechaun? Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know if it would kill a leprechaun. How do you know? Maybe they're allergic to pickles. I'm gonna go. For the, I'm gonna go out of the one. Try this bread. What well, is it? it? Tastes weird. Oh, that's it. No. Oh, you convince the. Uh, you try and convince the leprechaun, like somehow to get the leprechaun stuck <laughs> trying to open the jar of pickles, yeah. so you can run away. <laughs> You distract it's, them with the it's, unopenable jar. It's foolproof. So you can get the fuck out. It's absolutely foolproof. There's no way that nope. could go wrong. Nope. In any sense of Does the word. Does he have to stop and shine space shoes in this too? Or is it just earth shoes that he has to... Dude, that's a good point. You know saying, does like, does the material yeah. affect? Oh yes, it has to be a leather. That's what I'm shoe. saying. Like, if it's not leather, oh, if it's like some space metal... It's a, it's a space polymer yeah, or like something. Polymer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he have to stop and shine those shoes. But we've also... Uh, uh, can I don't see him shine shoes in any other of the movies. No. That's just me. Well, is his girlfriend wearing shoes? I don't think she is. It's not important. Wait, I think she was wearing high heels. All, all shoes in the future are holograms. <laughs> <laughs> what are they people People's feet across? are disgusting. Rocks? Like Covered in calluses. They're, the floor has a... Uh, it's like a, a slight... Uh, Barrier that like uh, clings your feet. It's like a laser. Oh my! And and, and it, <laughs> it, it, it takes it, off layers of skin every step. Yeah, it, it's like it, it's cell shaving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah, she's it's wearing. Gotten, oh no, those gotten more. Well, more. they're wedges. I would say they obviously don't know anything about leprechaun lore. They'd be taking the shoes off, throwing them. At yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. But Unless they have to I mean, be leather shoes and there's no that, cows I, in actually, the future. Actually, if, if I'm correct, I think this is actually the only Leprechaun film in the series of the Warwick Davis series that does not ever say the word Leprechaun. Yeah. So, they think, by all thoughts, he's, he's, an, just, alien. he's an alien. Oh, so yeah? That wouldn't even be yeah, yeah. a point of attack. It's true. Because Ireland blew up in the 2030s, so they have no... <laughs> Planet Ireland Ireland, country and Ireland. all, both, the same time. <laughs> And all records of Ireland were scrapped. All yeah. records? Yeah. They it's got, it's uh, now Euro- Europe's Grand Canyon. Or whatever. <laughs> it's the Grande Canyon. <laughs> it's Wazerland. Oh, fuck. I just, my, my rib legit popped. The oh, God. That's so stupid. You got an entire island nation of people uh, that are angry Europe's at you right Grand now. Canyon. <laughs> so Britain rejoined the EU. They had to. Ireland was gone. It's just them in Scotland floating. Oh, Wales man. is there too. Wales is England. Yeah, I don't it's its own country. Anymore. I don't probably again. Yeah, and the books I didn't read that wasn't in there. <laughs> Wales, <What>? Wales, <laughs> Wales in the ocean. <laughs> I was gonna say. It. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little more about Warwick Davis. Um, he's he's a genuinely good actor. Anybody yes. that's ever seen Willow, mm-hmm. um, he commands the screen. And by the way, we didn't really get to it, but that that's my personal favorite. I, that's the only other movie I can think of that had Warwick Davis in it, so I was just going to say. Well, he was, he, he was Wicked the Ewok uh, in, oh, yeah. in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. 
Um, which I mean, the Ewoks are a, a huge sticking point. They've been made. They've they they've, did have a lot of sticks in them. They've movie. they've risen. <laughs> they've risen in popularity by virtue of every movie coming after it being um, divisive and or awful. So they they've risen without doing anything in terms of the kind of rising. I like to do. Yeah, but, um, he's a genuinely good actor mm-hmm. and. Yeah, we kind of made light about Peter Dinklage, but he Peter Dinklage has done a lot to open doors for uh, you know little people actors to be able to to have roles that are not height specific, like yeah. I mean, leprechauns. And I don't think that Warwick ever looked down on playing the leprechaun. I mean, he did it several seven times. So Jesus, yeah. you know, he couldn't have been that hard up <laughs> for money. Yeah, so. But I guess my point is that, like, do, do you feel like that he that he kind of maybe derailed the possibility of a bigger mainstream career by being the leprechaun? Or did he, you know, take the best route and kind of leaned into the stereotype, for the lack of a better word? Mm. I think there's definitely you can make a case for, like, he could have, like, spent his time, like, championing, like... Uh, Peter Dinklage has done, or he, you know, tried to make the best of what he could, and, you know, I'm sure he fought for his dignity in, you know, specific ways that he could, you know, here and there, but, you know, you, you gotta pay the bills. He fought for his right to party. Yeah. Well, what do you think, Judd? I think he's done a spectacular job in the role, but I think the role was made for him. I don't think anybody else could or should pull it off. Um, well, it's funny you bring that up because the the role literally was not made for him. It was made for somebody else, and um, and they ultimately went with him. And they had to get um, I almost said Tim Burton, George Lucas's permission because oh, he was shit. like he was under a contract to Lucasfilm. But if you watch the first Leprechaun movie in the credits, it says uh, "Thank you, George Lucas," because he. He kind of was, you know, part of that camp. So that's something else that we hadn't really considered in this whole equation. He, how much did that affect his career? You know, it's sort of yeah, like yeah, the, being the, in Star Wars. The, well, I mean, like, working, having contract, or he was working. He worked. He because uh, Willow was produced by George yeah. Lucas, and oh yeah. But I mean, in that time frame. What roles did he miss out on because he couldn't do them because of his existing contract? And why the fuck did George Lucas allow <laughs> Leprechaun of all things? Yeah. You know, so I mean, I don't know. It's it's an interesting idea to kind of like troubleshoot in your mind the possibilities of what could have been. But I definitely think that if he were this age now. Mm. That a lot of the roles that Peter Dinklage has gotten, or even just you know, roles that like uh, that you wouldn't necessarily uh, think of a smaller person playing, he would have been absolutely fine for. But he definitely paved the way, if nothing else, to give mm-hmm. the possibility that you know actors of a smaller stature could could definitely make a living. And you know, not not entirely be uh, viewed as you know yeah. sideshow acts, which I don't view him that way. But 
starring in a movie called Leprechaun Four in Space. It, it there there probably is some yeah. negative connotations there for some people. So he might have a mullet if he take the hat off. Um, I would also add. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The way his hair lays could have gotten a haircut. Oh well, it's it's definitely a mullet. And there's yeah. and there's certain movies where like you see him with the hat off. Oh, oh and he has a full head of hair. And other times it's it's like a skullet kind of thing. <laughs> But um, here is, this is where he becomes <laughs> Leprechaun. <laughs> he's not a monkey. He's not a giant monkey. But he does turn giant here. And, man, I miss this terrible era of movies. where <laughs> <laughs> Forced perspective and green screen shit. Like, look at this. This, this is filmmaking at its height. He's oh, pretty intended. He's pretty tall. He's pretty tall. Oh, God. Tall. The, oh, God. It just oh looks really. He's not gonna fit through the door. It's so. <laughs> yeah, all they'd have to do is leave. He would definitely get out of that crate from the first one now. <laughs> just smash it. Wouldn't have to shit through slats. Yeah. <laughs> all right, back to how do toilets work in space? They don't. Hmm? Oh, so um, whole... I mean, it's clear. That I actually they're... kind of know this they because ha- of how they do it on the International Space Station. But they, there's clear that there's some form of artificial gla- gravity oh, yeah, um, sure. at work here. But <laughs> in in the future, do you like shit and it like, is it like a mini transporter that like, <laughs> oh, it just like, like yeah, it like transports your turds? I'm yeah, not 100% sure so that. So like if you were drifting in space, there's just like frozen turds of shits. Just like go around, or is or is or is it like? Do they have a means of like compressing them down to like their core atoms? Like, I mean, what? How they do you just dispense of waste in the future? They tell either they recycle it, <laughs> or they all smart, all turds go, right? in all space get sent to one. Planet. How do you recycle a turd? Just I'll just. <laughs> how do you recycle you, a turd? What is a turd? You shit into a Mister Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 100% <laughs> certain that, like, Newton's laws work in space. Like, like Fig Newton's? Like Fig Newton's laws, <laughs> where you eat something and you recycle it back into poop. That's right. <laughs> you ever had a fig before? You ever had a poop Fig Newton? No. No, I can say that I haven't. 2097, coming soon. <laughs> 2096. To wall stores around you. In 2097 is when they introduced the, the strawberry uh, turd Fig Newton. <laughs> After a very successful marketing campaign of the Poop Fig Newton. Could he not just do this himself with his powers and just get really big? Yeah. He's never thought of it before? Hard banging. That's what I would love to be doing with her right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, some of these... Oh, this is the DVD copy that we're watching uh, right now. Um, These do exist on Blu-ray. And um, I, I'm kind of sad and happy at myself for not owning them in, in high definition. But I but I have seen this in high def. And some of these sets, um, oh my God, they look so bad in high definition. There's actually one part where you can fully on see that the wall is made of styrofoam. Because like the, the, the texture and stuff. And that was fairly... Uh, Fairly common occurrence back in those days because yeah. it was just cheap and easy to carve out of out of it. But some movies, I I don't know that. Oh my god, uh, he's eating her eating her pants, which <laughs> is something I would gladly do to get them off of her. Um, but some movies to me 
are kind of locked into their decade. And the more that you improve the visual quality of it, the more you kind of take away from it. Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. is a perfect example. The movie needs to look like grainy film. And if you start cleaning that up and making it nice and pristine, it takes away a lot of what makes it scary. This movie, uh, that's not going to <laughs> ruin or improve that quality. But it does make the movie look cheaper, I guess. The the, yeah. the, the the nicer you make it look, which is sort of a weird oxymoron. Like yeah. you need the movie to look lo-fi to look better. I've also seen that same argument made for films like Alien, where it being of lower quality, you can't see if the xenomorph is hiding behind them in the corners and yeah. the dark shadows. And if you start cleaning this stuff up, brightening it so you can see everything. It kind of takes away from some of the tension because you can see that, oh, they're safe. The alien is not behind them. It, they're fine. Yeah, I, I, uh, that's why I'm, I'm a big purveyor. In, uh, I, I used to like would, would upgrade without reservation, and I generally still will. But I, I have, in the past couple of years, I have kept into like the idea of like I will keep my DVDs with the Blu-rays. Um, because some films, it just, it, it does make a, a huge difference. And, uh, I, and those of you that listen to the podcast on a regular basis know that I'm a Laserdisc collector and, um, I just, I like those because they, they, they feel like how movies felt when I was a kid, you yeah. know, it just, it, and VHS is, it looks like shit, and it does. It it looks like shit, and it doesn't feel like it did when I was a kid. But a, but a laser disc gives me the feeling of VHS yeah. did back then. I know that makes no sense, but yeah. that's just that's that's how I feel about it. Yeah. When you when you guys were were young, video rental stores were still yeah. fairly a thing. Yeah. Like, what movies did you guys rent? Uh, were there movies that you rented over and over again uh, back then? I don't think so. I think I always tried to get something new, something that I hadn't seen yet at the movie theater whenever I went, or just like you mean the yeah. rental store? Yes. Sorry. What Mountain Dew's wearing off. What about you, Judd? <laughs> I uh, I would just go for whatever I thought was funny. I really didn't care much for what it was. I just mm-hmm. usually whatever my mom picked, we watched. But, so you're saying you're a mama's boy? I am. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. How's your mom? She's good. She's good. Still doesn't know who you are. That's cool. That's cool. I once made a shirt. This is I eggplant Judd's mom. And you also made another shirt, which never sold. What was that? Mike Lasagna Tribute Band. Yeah. No, one one has been sold. I made that, that, that for is you. Correct. That is correct. So my side hustle is I'm a, a graphic designer, and, and Judd was like, man, make me a shirt. I'll buy it. I made it. Didn't fucking buy it. So... I, what did I get him for his birthday? His fucking shirt and some stupid shit he came up with on the fly. They're playing every, playing. They're playing every Denny's from here to Lake Minnetonka. Yeah, except for the one here in town. Except because, for the one here in town because it's busy. <laughs> they don't have. So time. we 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 prank called Denny's and, and Judd was like, "Yeah, I talked with Gary at corporate, <laughs> and he gave me the go ahead to uh, play a concert at your just Denny's to, just to show up on Thursday." And he's like, "Yeah, we don't have music at Denny's." He's like, "You do now." <laughs> so if you're out and about, come see Denny's. 
just show up. It's like you have to believe in Mike Lazar. They're gonna act like they don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. But that's just to keep the, the lamos out. I think that what makes it great is that it's the Mike Lazonia tribute band. <laughs> He's in a tribute band dedicated to himself. Yeah. Yeah. The vanity of this guy. This this is the smartest thing in this movie. Oh yeah. Where they decide to to suck him out in the space. Blow him out. Of blow him out. You're right. You're right. You're actually correct. <laughs> You're correct. You oh my god, this out. looks this looks so bad. <laughs> oh wow! There there is an episode of TNG where yeah. uh, a couple of characters. I think it's Jordy and uh, I think it's Jordy uh, and Crusher and Data. They're they're on. Uh, they're in the the bay and they have like a plasma fire and the only way they can get rid of it is they have to blow the lock they have to blow it long enough to where uh they have to hold their breath so they go and like hit the the manual release to get the the bay doors to shut back yeah i love science fiction when it's done well and this is uh not a great (laughs) attempt at it not (laughs) it what's all like did the dude like did he hit him with like Meat spider webs. Like, it's Lady Gaga's like, meat dress. Yeah, it's very fashionable. <laughs> they they do have extensive records about it in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not about the Lady existence Gaga. of Ireland. If but... there's any dogs on the ship, they'd be go crazy right now. <laughs> Are you following this guy around the ship? Like, well, unfor- no dogs on the moon. They just run off the dang. Thing. Unfortunately, in uh, in in 2044, all dogs went to heaven <laughs> <laughs> with Burt Reynolds. That's a joke. Nobody's gonna fucking Tom DeLuise, baby. Oh, uh, that was a popular film when I was a kid. Cause I'm old. Oh, uh, the ship's not gonna blow up. Yeah, I really wanted that uh, ship to blow up. Uh, Christianity still exists in the future. Oh yeah, because Miguel Nunez just uh, hell married himself. Sign of the cross. Unless he was yeah. doing the, uh, spectacles, the testicles. testicles wallet, wallet. Wallet. Yeah, the meaning uh, switched about 2050, so like fairly recently, into a just <laughs> filthy sexual reference. That that's the the great the this is the only way you can end this movie with the the leprechaun's giant hand flipping them off. The three best friends surviving, making out. Oh, a film by Brian Trenchard Smith. So, now that you guys have seen Leprechaun 4 <laughs> in its entirety, I know we talked over a good deal of it, but um, is this an enjoyable film? I, I mean, I know we had a good time riffing on it, but if you were to have watched this independent of, mm. you know, kind of riffing on it, which, I mean, you could riff on it in your head, but if you yeah, watch yeah, it just yeah. for the sake of watching it, would you have, you know... Wanted to change the channel, or would you have enjoyed the the silly ride that is Leprechaun Four? I think it definitely helped hold your attention with all the just weird shit that's happening that you want to see what happens next, just in case something crazier happens. And like the there's that giant spider, the uh, yeah, yeah yeah the men spider that Side was really quest. cool. There's really only one part of the movie that I feel like it starts to lag, and it, it's it's maybe like a it's less than 10 minutes, but mm. it's where like shit is happening just so that they can make this long enough yeah. to be able to sell to yeah. distributors, which is a film, a problem that all films of, of this generation or not necessarily generation, but the low budget films usually have because their scripts are, are underwritten and they don't, you know, do another pass on them because quite frankly, they're not incentivized to make these a step 
probably better. But it's time that, like, if a, a well-cultivated script, that 10 minutes or less, give or take, would have been given to, like, flesh out some of the dynamics between the characters. But really, if you're watching Leprechaun 4 for character <laughs> development, you, you, you're you entirely missing the point. John, what do you think? Uh, Leprechaun 4, fun? You, what, what do you think about it? I thought it was a funny movie. Like, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the suspense of a Leprechaun on a spaceship in space. <laughs> they don't know what's going on. He doesn't know what's going on. He just wants his gold, and they're trying to keep him from it. Yeah. You know, like that's for the most part. I have more questions about the franchise based off this movie, right more than any other movie, but I'll give it a solid All six. Right, you guys want to watch Leprechaun on the Hood now? <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple of days. Let's do it. Let's watch them all. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up. Uh, we will be back later in this month. I know we flipped the script uh, this month, uh, doing Rants After Dark in the beginning, and then we're going to be doing uh, Rants in the Black Lodge retrospective, or are we? I guess you'll just have to stay tuned. What we have planned for later on in the month, let's just say that the tradition is returning. For Cameron and Judd, this is Brandon A. Lane, your host with the most, signing off. We'll be back next month, or later in this month, Rant Army. Till then, keep marching.